Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good afternoon, America. Today is June the 5th, 2013, and boy, have we got a show for you. Um, It's really funny. I've been reading emails left and right and some commentaries, and everybody wants to know the answer to this question. As a matter of fact, in my practice, as well as when I'm doing book tours and speaking engagements, one of the number one questions that people ask me is, you know, how do I keep from being played? Well, today I think that we are definitely going to get to the bottom of that issue and pimp-proof you is a good way to put it. Now, I've been doing a little bit of research, and there's a time when all of us want to know, you know, what is somebody's ulterior motive? Why uh, is this person around me? You know, often we find ourselves in relationships because we get in them for the wrong reasons. One of those reasons is simply because we're just lonely. Um, We want someone to care about us. We want to be loved. The bad part of that is more than often we end up projecting our desires, our hopes, and our dreams, and then pegging it on someone that's with us, not for the right reasons. They're with us because we get an approval code. They're with us because of how we look, how you may be built even the connective resources that you may have with you. So I'm going to go over a few things before this show gets started. And today of all days, if you want to call in and get some questions answered, this is one of those times you can uh, meet with me without having to pay the cost of doing it so. So uh, I strongly suggest if you've got such questions, you call the show and ask questions about um, your your own relationship and your own interactions, you can call us uh, and get these questions answered by dialing 646-478-5610, repeating 646-478-5610. So with that stated, I'm going to go straight into the uh, some of these reasons. Now, the first one is you know that most people end up in a bad relationship not because they wanted to get played or they wanted someone to take advantage of them, but we often allow ourselves to be used. And that doesn't just mean someone taking advantage of our kindness or or taking our kindness for weakness, but just more than often, many times people manipulate an opportunity for romance or friendship just for their own personal gain. And when that happens, there there are a few signs to this activity, okay? Now, one of the first ones is, if as sad as it may seem, 
There are people that like to surround themselves with folks that just tell them what they want to hear. And you know damn well you don't look good in that dress, or you really did not mean to go buy that doggone car. You know you shouldn't be eating that extra scoop of ice cream and that box of wine and that weed that you just bought. You did not need it. But there are people that will get around you because you know the old saying, misery loves company. And often these situations that we put ourselves in, we are doing this because we are so insecure and our self-worth is based on what we want other people to think of us. So as we walk around and um, become what I consider to be weak-willed people, we want to make our lives appear to be far greater than they are. And when we do that, we are in the process of living that proverbial lie. Now, I'm going to give you like one little quick test, okay? If you want to see if somebody has your interest at heart, the one test is just do something that you know, that you know without a doubt is just stupid. Like tell them that instead of you buying your kids groceries, you want to go to the club tonight. Or instead of you paying your electric bill, you're going to go ahead and uh, you're going to couple the tab on on some drinks at the, at the bar this afternoon or something like that. And if you do this, and the person that's with you endorses that foolishness, that's one key sign that they probably don't have your interest at heart to begin with because people that want to be happy at your expense really don't give a damn if you're sad. And the other point is is um, when they start dating you, and you're dating someone that appears to be so sane and have it together, but they are literally hosting Mardi Gras inside their head, you know, because they believe that you and you alone are the sole source of their life. That's a sign that you are tripping and they are too. There is no such thing with uh, being someone's trophy all the time, not that your partner shouldn't be proud of you, that people shouldn't want to show you off to the rest of the world, but um, if your partner is only concerned about you when they have to make a public appearance, uh, you might want to decline some future invitations. People that want to use you as a step-up or a come-up are not not in any way having your interest at heart. You know, I find this to be true is is when people get around you and you find you constantly find yourself having to pick up the tab for dinner or every time you go someplace you're the one that's driving and the sign that this has really gotten out of hand is when people start bringing their damn friends around you and expecting you to pay for it. So if you find yourself in situations like this, it ends up being a situation not only that you're going to be angry with yourself about, but then when the right person comes along in your life, you're going to end up running them off because by the time you've weathered all these storms, you are going to take out on innocent people things that you should have taken out on the culprits that uh, did this to your life. So when you get that, you know, you got this with a big smile. And when I say you got this, meaning, you know, you got you got my, you got me, you know, you, you got my cover, you got my tab, and someone's just smiling and grinning, maybe that's one time that you should look beyond that smile and see the uh, the sneer that's right behind it. Now, here's another thing that I want you to think of. When you said that you work at a certain place 
or can I come, uh, someone asks you, can I come with you to your next meeting? Don't let that go-getter stuff fool you. Because, again, here's another come-up. And, ladies, there's this thing where a lot of men, and I'm not going to say all men, so, brothers, don't don't start writing me letters saying that I'm uh, pulling a Steve Harvey and I'm just doing this for the ladies because women do this too. But a lot of people will get around you not because of what you know but who you know. We live in a situation and in a society now where we are so busy trying to externalize life that we don't look at what we've internalized. And because we're trying to externalize so much, we do not pay attention to how other people are truly affecting us. Let me give you an example of this. I had a client come in my office, and she made a comment. She said, "Uh, Dr. Young, every man that I dated, all all they do is they either want me for sex or, you know, they want to borrow money, why can't I meet a nice guy? Well, I asked her just this point-blank question. Dear, what do all of these men have in common? Well, America, I think you know the answer to that question. They had her in common. She was setting herself up to have people take advantage of her. Now, I know you're probably going, well, hell, how? Why? Why would anybody do something like that? Simple, because we want someone to care about us. We don't want to go to the movies alone. We don't want to have dinner alone. We don't want uh, we don't want to um, grow old alone. Because for some of us, we are finding all of the wrong reasons for getting in these really dysfunctional sets of circumstances with people. I give you an example of just like a couple of them. One, um, if you find yourself always on the hornies. You find yourself wanting to uh, have an intimate relationship with someone, but you don't even know them. What And what you're looking at is how they look in a suit, you know, how big her butt is or how big his biceps are. Are you really just kind of like settling for a sandwich when you could have had a meal? Are you at this place where you would rather have a snack than wait and get something that's really good for you? Because I guarantee you, if you continue to do that, you're going to end up not only malnourished if you were to do that physically, but you're going to end up malnourished mentally, emotionally, and especially when it comes to heartbreak, man, people are going to walk on your heart like an old rug. The other thing is we want people that we feel have something in common with us. Well, is the catch to that 22. There are people that go to the places that you go that do the very things that you do, and the only reason they're there is to meet someone just like you. Now, you're going, Dr. Young, what do you mean by that one? Here's another example. Let's say, for instance, that you go to church, and you really are doing your God thing. You're trying to become more spiritual. You're wanting to become more intellectually aware. Well, that is, that's a good thing. It's wonderful. But do you know that there are people that go to church just to meet someone that's paying the fat tithes that you're paying? Yes, I said that. There are people, and I'm going to be honest, I have um, heard men say, man, if you want to meet a nice blank, go to church. All the blanks go to church. And it's 
True, good women and good men do go to church, but you also need to be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. There's a scripture that says, I send you out as sheep amongst wolves. Well, don't be fooled when somebody has on a lamb suit and they come around you licking their chops. They're not what you are. They may be doing what you're doing, but they're not doing it for the same reason. Another example of this is going to the gym. There are people that while you are at the gym, and you're at the gym to improve your health, you want to live longer, you want to make sure that you have your presentation together, that you lost those few extra pounds, and you are, you know, really just trying to zen yourself out, taking your Pilates class and yoga. There are people that go to the gym for the strict reason of, okay, if I go to the gym, at least I know it's going to be some fine women there. Or, you know what? I like a guy that has muscles and biceps. I want a man that takes care of himself. Now, there, I want you to really uh, check this out. I tell people, as a relationship expert and as a, a holistic life coach, I tell my clients, go to places where you can encounter the type of people that have the value systems that you're looking for and that you have within yourself. So, Dr. Young, how do I distinguish someone that's just full of crap and somebody that's just going and kicking it in my environment uh, from someone that's really sincerely there for the same reasons that I am? Well, I'm glad you asked. Here's the answer to that question. Authenticity is something that you cannot fake. If you notice what other people notice, it says that the eyes are the key to the soul. If you want to pay attention to what anybody is doing and why they're doing it, all you have to do is just look at their eyes. If they're in the gym looking everybody that walks by up and down or you find that every 10 minutes they're asking someone to show them how to do this or they need some help with that, or if you over a period of time, and remember this, ladies and gentlemen, people are stable over Time. In other words, someone is not going to just do something and they do it once or twice like anybody can have what I call the halo effect. That is where you go and you do the right thing for all the wrong damn reasons, right? You go to church. You're sitting there and you are there uh, maybe one or two Sundays and then you don't show back up for another week. Or here's another one. I, I I know of people that go to three and four churches, sometimes all in the same day. And the same games that they were playing out in the club, they're playing it at church. The only difference is the DJ has become the music director, the bouncer has become a greeter, you know, the police <laughs> and security is guarding the pastor instead of guarding the, instead of guarding the uh, pimps and the other folks that are in the club. But it is the same game. So stop and look at what do you see this person consistently doing in your gym or at the place where you attend. People that are doing the right things for the right reasons are going to come right. So look for an authentic presentation, and you won't waste your time. Well, hey, we're coming up on a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. We'll be back in 30 
you know, I was um, looking at this um, some information on this subject about getting played and getting used, and it's so funny when I see people play the victim role. You know, it is um, it, it is so sad that I watch men and women do this, and I had no idea that people actually uh, study. There are books that I've read, you know, How to Get a Millionaire. How do I meet and marry the right man? Uh, you know, how to pick up women. So in perusing some of this crap, I looked at it, and I saw that it was almost like fishing. You know, when you go fishing, you cannot catch, a, you know, a deep-sea fish using catfish bait. Or another way to look at this is you can't go and catch a tuna uh, with a hook that's meant to catch a crappie. That, you know, these things just don't work. But what does work is being in the right place at the right time to ambush your prey. Ladies and gentlemen, here's how you can stop from being ambushed. The first thing is quit making yourself look like a trick are susceptible to the very things that you don't want to have come in your life. Now, here's a couple of things I know damn well that you don't want. Do you want someone to take advantage of the fact that you've finally gotten your credit back right? Do you want, after you've worked so hard to get yourself back in school, someone to cause you to flunk out or have your education to go sideways, do you want, after you busted your butt to quit catching buses and bumming a ride, do you want someone to go and exploit you just because you have a car? Well, hey, here's the ways that we ambush ourselves. And and I'm going to show, I'm going to use uh, men, for example, because I watch men do this for more than women. I will watch a brother go by and see a woman that's on a bus stop. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong because you could be on the bus stop and have your car parked in the parking ride. So, you know, again, don't take this the wrong way. It is only an example. But if you busted your butt, ladies or gentlemen, to go and finally position yourself where you're not out there having to catch a ride, you're not out there on the bus line, why are you going to get someone in your car that won't even help you with the gas, that they don't have a car? And I'm not saying that everyone should or can afford to have a car because I remember back when I didn't have a car. So, I, you know, I don't want someone judging you because of what you don't have, but I do want you to be responsible and use your head with, with what you do have. So using this car example, one way you can spot you're getting played is you're driving all the time. And let's say that person doesn't have transportation. But, you know, they do have gas money. You know what I'm saying? At $3.50 and $4 a gallon, or if you're in Hawaii, uh, you're paying five fifty a gallon, someone that's not using you will offer to pay. Another example of this thing is if you are at a university or a college, you know, I, there's a magazine called Her Campus Life. It's um, one of the number one campus magazines in the country, especially for women. And uh, Kima Christian Taylor is one of the people that calls me frequently as an expert for that magazine. 
And when Kima talks to me about what is going on with young women in college, and she'll say, hey, Doc, you know, we, how do we not get played? How, would he, how do we know a dude is really serious about us? Well, first thing, why did you go to school? Did you go to school to meet a guy, or did you go there to perfect your gifts so that you could manifest your potential in your life? Well, if you went to school to meet a guy, it's a hell of a lot cheaper. Go on eHarmony or Match.com, and you can go ahead and get played that way. You went to school so you could get an education. So if you want to look for a guy that is really going to be good for you in that environment, look for a guy that's not looking for you. Watch someone that's actually in the library studying, and I'm not saying he's studying butts and boobs and who walks by. Look for that lady that is actually attending class and paying attention to what's going on other than who walked in. These are the things that we do, that we open ourselves up right in the midst of us taking another step up only for someone to pull us down. Another place where this silliness takes place is at work. You're at your job. You're not there to make friends. You're not there uh, because it is a social environment. You know, unless you work at a club or a dating service, and even if you do work at those two people, you need to be at work not being a customer. So what happens with us when we go to work, and this backfires, I think, um, and the movie Waiting to Exhale, I never will forget that scene uh, where the sister was doing all of this stuff to try to get to the top, and she meets a guy on the job thinking, you know what, he really has my back. He really believes in me. He is so nice, and then she ends up sleeping with this little tub of fun, and what happens? You ladies, you know you remember this scene in the movie, the girl's in the boardroom, she's doing a presentation, and what does dude do? He pulls the carpet right out from under her. And that's the same thing that happens in real life. Guys, when you're at work, especially if you're the supervisor, if you're the boss, if you work in law enforcement or someplace where rank is associated with your position, or ladies, if you are that woman, you don't get your honey where you get your money. That is just stupid. Now, I'm going to tell you that there are times that that is very, very tempting. And if you just started a business together and God sent somebody your way and there's something really special there, there may be an exception to the rule, but there's still rules involved. So keep your priorities in order. Number one, don't bring your personal life to the job. If you are going to take an interest in someone, let it remain that for a significant amount of time. Let it remain just that, an interest. Pay attention to what you see. Pay attention to the contribution that this person makes, not only to the team effort, but to the overall good of your organization. Just recently, I was in a situation with a um, with a client of mine, excuse me, that has a business, and I was he was telling me he said, well, you know, Doc, I really think I have found um, this chick that I I think she really is going to work for me. So I asked him, I said, well, why do you think this? I mean, what is giving you this inclination that this woman is so special? And he said her attention to detail, the quality of her work, her commitment to excellence and all these things. And I said, okay, well, those are good merits. How are you correlating that with that working for you? 
And he goes on to say, well, that's what I need personally. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? He said, well, what I need in my personal life is someone that I can build something with and someone that has my back and someone that I can really um, be all that I can be and have her bring out the best in me. Well, here's where things get a little tricky. When you are in an environment, and I'm going to say that this applies to work, this also applies to the academic or to school. It also applies to social service organizations and even faith-based organizations where you have to be part of a team. Uh, you can meet, and I want you to hear this so I, I don't have you guys thinking that you need to walk around being paranoid and be a pessimist, but I do want you to operate from a place of clarity. I want you to operate um, with a sense of common sense. And more than anything else, I want you to be purpose-driven in your interactions in all the environments where God has placed you because where you, you are definitely there for a reason. Now, here, here's a, the example I'm going to get to. Look at what you need in your life. Consider this. Do you think it might not be an accident that some of the qualities that you see in your teammates and your colleagues or your peers in these environments that I just mentioned, do you maybe part of the reason why you could actually be feeling these people and having a synergy is because you both are there for the same reason, that both of you are there for a purpose and this is what relationships get into that cloud issues. Everything that you do within a relationship that's going to be a good relationship should bear fruit. So when you are working with people, you see fruit. You see that as a team you achieved a sales goal or in a classroom you both were striving to make the dean's list or in, a, or in that uh, social or faith-based environment you're trying to reach out and change and touch other people's lives. So what is making you attracted to this person uh, beyond probably the fact that they're just a good person or that you have these common beliefs and values and what have you, what's really attracting you is the fact that you're both on the same page, the fact that you are both driven to the greater good, the fact that you're seeing someone do something that does not have a hidden agenda, but their agenda is there on the table. Is that attractive? Of course it's attractive. Is that necessarily an indicator that this person is the one for you? Hell no. <laughs> you know, it's no indicator that that means this person is your mate. What it is an indicator of is that there are good people out there in the world, and you don't need to give up on meeting one. Now, pushing that a step further, as we go and pursue these environments that are just constituents of our lives and we do come in contact with people that are in harmony with us, the question that I would be asking if I were you is, Doc, well, isn't that the better place to meet someone other than a club? You doggone Skippy. Of course it's better. And that's the time that you have to realize you don't have to rush it. You can take your time because water will always find its level. And what I mean by that is if, in fact, this person that you've come in contact with in this environment is for you, you can just apply this old rule, 
what's for you is for you. And if that which you seek is equally seeking you. So if you just be you and do you, if that's meant to happen, that person will come to you. Well, we'll be right back. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Conversations with D. Yvonne Young. And be sure to hit us up on Facebook or call in because in the next couple of segments, if you've got questions about your significant other or you're wondering are you getting pimped and played, you be sure and hit us up and we will answer those questions. We'll be right back after this message. If you want to call in and get some questions answered, you can hit us at 646-478-5610. That's 646-478-5610. If you are having issues with your relationships, be it either moving on, getting the right person in your life, and getting over a broken heart, be sure to go to www.dyvonneyoung.com. And it's spelled like Ivan, D-I-V-A-N-Y-O-U-N-G.com. There you can pick up uh, a copy of the best-selling book, Break Up, Don't Break Down. The Associated Press named it the Relationship Manual. So if your relationship and the status of your personal life is stuck on stupid, um, you can unstick it by getting that book, and I highly recommend that you do so. It has changed so many lives. Um, I understand from our producer, Julia, we have Melody on. Uh, Are we going to put her on right now? Yes, Melody, are you there? Yes. Hi, Melody. How are you doing today? Hi, Dr. Young. I'm okay. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. Uh, Thank you for uh, calling in. I wanted to talk to you about your situation. I think that it could really be a huge, huge uh, benefit to our listeners nationally. You wrote me a letter. And in that letter, uh, you told me a story that just really caught my attention. Give us uh, the surface of what what your situation was like and how it's affected you. Well, I was um, I met a man in an organization that I um, joined. Um, he was part of the organization. Um, we were involved about a year and a half. At the beginning, it was you know it was. Everything I wanted, we took walks in the park, um, walk on the beach, late night talking, you know. um, But we were real compatible, you know, liked all of the same things. But um, things started to change. Um, I noticed the signs. Um, He began to stop answering phone calls. Um, When I called, I may get a call back a couple hours later. He would stop texting. I mean, when I text, I wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't answer my text. So um, probably maybe about nine months into the relationship, um, I have to, could could I come right back? I'm at work right now. Sure, sure. While you guys, while we're waiting on her to get back, um, I want you to pay attention to some things that uh, Melody said. Number one, she was in an organization. She met this guy. All of what she wanted and what she liked 
was presenting itself right when she, when this relationship started, and she noticed a change. The first thing that, and you heard this earlier in the show, where I, I made the comments, when you are in an organization and you meet someone, your guard is not only down, and it should be. You should not be going to work with fists clenched and gritted teeth. But there's a time that you need to be aware that where you are and why you're there has a whole lot more to do with the purpose and the mission statement of that organization than in your personal life. Second thing is what I do like, and I can't wait to hear it when Melody gets back with us, is that she noticed these red flags immediately, and she reacted to them. So what I want you to do right now those of you that are going through uh, a situation like this and that are having your own red flags, I want you to write down, you know, what is it that I am, what, well, first let's back this up. Why am I where I am? Be it the job, school, at work, why are you there? What is, why did they hire you? Why did you enroll? Why did you join? And write that down. And then I want you to ask yourself, and if you're still in the midst of this relationship, this is going to help you prevent getting your feelings hurt in the future. I want you to ask that other person, you know what, it's really cool that you go to this church with me or that, Hello. you know, you I met you at school or, you know, it's Hello. really nice. To be, okay, hi, Melody, we're back. Uh, I'm, I'm going to finish the okay. statement. No problem, but I'll, let me finish the statement. I'm going to bring you right back into this. But I want you to write down why are you there and why is this other person present, and I really want you to listen to the answer. Now, Melody, take us back into your story. You were saying that you noticed some signs. What were these signs? Um, they're not answering the phone calls. They're not answering the text messages. Um, um, we weren't spending as much time as we was in the beginning. Um, he had gave me personal information of his, and when it came from his job, so um, he wasn't computer savvy, so... Um, when it came up time for me, for him to renew all his benefits, I um, went into his account. He asked me to go in there and update it. And as I was in there, I noticed that um, I already knew he had two kids, but I didn't know he had a baby that was maybe. What, what, back up, back up. I want to ask a question. You mm -hmm. said that he gave you personal information of his. What Correct. kind of information was that? Um, Social security number. Um, how to get into his 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 account at work, you know, as far as benefits and um, printing out his check stubs and everything, that type of personal information. And now let me ask you another question. When he gave you that information, did he give it to you uh, to because he had to, or do you think it was game? I I don't think he gave it to me because he had to. I believe I, it probably was game, but you know it was. I never would have thought that you know why would somebody give their social security number and access to their benefits at their job? I mean, employee number, passwords, everything like that. I mean, I couldn't understand why would he do that if it was all game. So I just thought maybe it was because he didn't like computers. He don't, you know, he don't like to get on computers. He don't know how to use computers that well. And when he needed, you know, copies of his check stubs, he would ask me to print them out for him. Wow. So at that point, did you find that, you know what, you are really giving me 
a front row seat, front row center seat, into things that I, you know, I didn't ask you for this because I would assume, uh, I know if someone asked me for my Social Security number, I would probably look at you like you were crazy. But, you know, if someone just started giving you this, uh, that is a red flag. So what did these red flags end up leading to, Melody? And leading into me finding out about a baby um, that he didn't let me know about. Um, so my suspicious level just went all the way up. The red flags went all the way up. So um, the times when he wasn't answering, I was thinking he was with baby mama and baby. And come to find out, to make a long story short, um, come to find out, you know, it was true, him and his um daughter's mother, the baby's mother, still were in a relationship. And it came to pass one night we was having an evening together, and she came to his house. You know, I had access to his house. Um, I helped him decorate. I had clothes over there. you mean by access? You had a key? Yes. Yes. So, wait. Now, okay, i got to back up. How long did you know this guy? I know him for about two years just by being in an organization together with him. Um, and in the third year, that's when we, you know, hooked up and started dating. So you knew him, but you didn't know him. Uh, right, right, right. So how, what did this accumulate into? What ended up being the uh, straw that broke the camel's back? When the baby's mother came to the house when we were spending time together, um, he didn't let her in. But um, eventually I had found out some information about her to where I um, mailed a letter to her. I found her address. I mailed a letter to her, introduced myself, and I just wanted to know were they still in a relationship. Um, After the incident of her coming by the house, she finally called me. And when she called me, she said they had been together for four years and that they were still together. And so that just pretty much, um, I was done. Well, let me ask you this. In all fairness, because he's not on the line to give his side of this story, but just from your side of the story, I have found this to be more than true, that sometimes what one person believes is a relationship, and I was going to get into it in the next segment of the show, but we'll just go there now, is that no one established boundaries. Nobody stepped back and said, you know, this is what we're doing. Do you agree? This is how far I'm into this. Are you matching me? This is my perception of this. Is this your perception? So did you guys ever have a conversation where both of you said, hey, this is a relationship? Yes, um, we did all that. Um, I expressed my feelings for him. I, you know, he told me he loved me. I told him I loved him. Um, I even told him that I wasn't going to stand. You know, I'm the type of woman I don't believe in sharing a man. Um, it had to be monogamous, just me and him. Um, and if I found out that he was cheating, that it was over. And even when I was having my suspicions, I was telling him this, you know, if you still been involved with your baby's mother, please let me know. So give me a choice to walk away from this relationship or stay in it if I wanted to. But he wasn't, he kept saying, no, 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 there's nothing going on. I'm just there for my child. I'm just there for my child. But I still, my gut feelings was just like, no, there's more going on than just him being there for his child. Now, let me ask you a question. What did what did baby mama have to say about this? <laughs> wow. Baby mama was like, um, 
she's been going through this with him for the whole four years that they were together and that she's positive that, that he's going to be with her. Um, she's in love with him, and um, he. she even told me that he had gave her a disease at one time. And, I mean, she's just pretty much putting up with a disease. I don't know why she just automatically told me that, but she told me that she um, she pretty much the type of woman that would just put up with his cheating. So I come to find out, you know how you tend to, after you end a relationship, people start telling you things um, about that person. So I started finding out things like, yeah, he done went through with, with women, other women in the organization. He was going with this other woman along with you and the baby's mother, I mean, all the information about him started coming out from people who was in the same organization that we're a part of. So let me ask you this. Uh, with, with this all being said, and, and again, ladies and gentlemen, he's not here to defend himself. So I'm, I think, if anything, we can just use this as a learning example. And, Melody, I thank you for being so transparent, but... There, there's some points here that I just want to touch on. Number one, just because you've been around someone does not mean you know them. And right. often we will make the assumption that, you know, I have known this person for three years. No, you haven't. You've known of them. I uh, had a client at one point that said she'd been dating this guy long distance, uh, and I mean like almost transcoastal. And I asked her, I said, well, okay, how often do you see him? And she said, well, we talk every day off on the phone. I said, that's not what I asked you. I said, how often do you see him? And she said, well, I may see him, you know, maybe every other weekend or every three weeks. So I did the numbers. I said, so that's 72 hours, and that's on average 72 hours a month, and maybe we throw an extra 24. So we'll throw in that you're averaging four days' time, you know, 24 hours a day. So four days' time with this person. And I said, when you when they're around, do you guys go to sleep? And she said, yeah. I said, not subtract 16 to 24 hours from the sleep time. I said, um, do you go to the bathroom and do you eat? And they said, yeah. I said, take out another six hours for these three days. When we got finished, we ended up with approximately 30 hours of active time being around each other over the period of a month, okay? And when I say active time, I mean you're up, you brush your teeth, you're not on the toilet, you are actually in this person's presence. And I'm, and then I said, out of that 30 hours, let's distract time where you can't talk, like you're at the movies or you're in a club somewhere where you just really can't have a interaction that's quality, so when we subtract that time, now we're down about 24 hours, maybe 26 hours. And I said, now multiply that out by a year. You've been around this guy 52 days. So out of 52 days, out of a whole year, you're talking less than two months that you have had quality time with a person. Now, you've known them a year, but you've really only been around them two months. Is this making sense? Yes, yes. You know, yes. and then the other side of it is, you know, and again, the guy's not here to defend himself, so I don't want to uh, throw a jacket, especially if he, if someone that's in a similar situation is listening. But right. this baby mama thing and all of that, 
people are competitive, and some people have been told, you know what, you and I don't have anything, we're not dating, but we have a child in common. We've got this situation where we, and, 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 and these times, lots of people have shared investments where they have property, maybe even a business together. That does not mean that they're still together, but it definitely is something you don't ignore. So when you look at that situation, you did, again, I, don't, I would say that on one level you did the right thing, but I think you would have been much more effective to get the three of them in a room to talk or that you were in a position where you heard him communicate boundaries to her. Did either of those two things ever happen? No. Mm-mm. Not at all. So but, you know, I did, even, when I, even when I had brought up the information about, you know, I can understand you being there for your child, you know, but because um, me and my son, dad, you know, we're friends. And the only time I would call him is if, you know, we're talking about our son. We have, you know, joint custody of our son. And he's married. And me and his wife, we're we're just like, we get along just fine, you know, and that's for our son. And I told him I can understand that. And he would make the comment, well, that's not me. You know, um, I'm different. And what I came to, to think of him, I think he's he's narcissistic. I found that out about him because he's stuck on himself. I mean, any man, you go over to his house, he just got pictures of just him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just him, not him and someone else. It's him. Mm-hmm. And it's always about him. He he doesn't, he, has, he, he always would give me the impression that he didn't care or he don't give a damn about way other people feel. And that was another red flag. Mm-hmm. So he, at the end you know, of the day, what did you end up doing? I I left the picture. I went over there. I got my stuff, and I cut off all communication with him. I didn't want to have anything else to do with him. And what's happened since? Um, Nothing. I don't know. I don't hear from him. Um, Haven't heard from him. Um, Every now and then she would call me to see if, I guess to see if we're together, he's probably with somebody else, and she probably assumed that he's still with me. Wow. So uh, in hindsight, what have you learned about this? I've learned, I know I had listened to your show, a show that you have, um, that's, that's in the archives, and when you mentioned about um, when the person stopped doing the things, that you were doing at the beginning to get you, when those stop, when the phones, when they stop answering your phone calls, those are all red flags. Listen to my intuition. Uh, Well, here's what I want to do. First, Melody, I want to thank you for the call, and um, be sure to definitely call back in. But after we come back, we're going to play a little bit of music. We'll be back in about 35, 40 seconds, and we're going to talk about how to avoid this trap and the lessons to be learned. And, Melody, thank you for this. We'll be right back. Uh, that was- 
was really a deep conversation. I want to thank Melody for being so transparent uh, to share a day in the life with us. Let's learn something from that call, though. The first thing is that when you know people, do you really know them? I mean, did you really take the time to have the substantive conversations? Because I'm going to tell you what went right and wrong in that relationship. First, let's talk about what went right, okay? The things that went right is she didn't rush into meeting some guy she just met. She actually worked with this person and got a chance to get to know them, you know, which was really the right thing to do. Second thing to do, this guy really... Uh, and again, I haven't talked to him, so I'm and and Melody's a sweet person, so I'm not gonna side with anyone, but I'm just gonna speak about wisdom, facts, and truth here. The wisdom is is that that probably could have been a good situation. The fact is, there was somebody that was still trying to hang on to something that wasn't happening anymore. Because I know this, I'm a father, I love my kids. I you know I had a uh, female roommate for quite some time. And in that stuff, I wasn't trying to have to have a relationship that was inappropriate with anyone. And I definitely had situations where people felt threatened or they were uncomfortable. Well, you got a female roommate and this and that. And I'd made an agreement with that roommate saying, you know what, I don't want to come to the crib because, we, you know, I was in pre-med, broke as hell, and I didn't want to come to the crib and see somebody eating up my sandwich meat and my bluebell ice cream and, you know, what have you. So made an agreement. You keep your stuff outside the house, I'll do it, because basically I just want to be able to come get my rest, study, take a bath, you know, and until I get out of school and I can get back all to where I can afford the lifestyle I like, right? Well, there are times where no matter how much you communicate with somebody, they still don't get it. And they will wreck your life, man. I mean, they will wreck your life. Second part of this, and this is for men and women, just like a woman does not want to reveal that she may have had an abortion or, you know, maybe some relationship with a married guy or whatever, men often are ashamed of the trails they leave in life to, which could be a child that they don't even know if it's their kid or it could be a situation where they uh, have some baby mama crap going on and, you know, they just don't want to bring this negative debris into a positive situation. But, people, here's the truth. The truth is the truth will set you free. We have to become more transparent. We have to have disclosure because there are people out there that will pull the, the the crap and the wool over your eyes while you're in a good relationship. And it, I call it the boomerang, the third party factor, where uh, this person is just happens to come back to a place that you frequent. They know damn well you go to that Starbucks all the time. Now all of a sudden it just so happens they showed up there again or it just so happens that this church you go to or this place that uh, this building you work in, they just happen to show up there and then all of a sudden they just happen to find a way to get in contact with the person you're currently dating. That's another way of getting played and that's getting used by somebody that's no longer in your life. And that is horrendous because what happens is you end up having a present situation wrecked by a past nightmare. I caution you, and, and especially ladies, don't, and men, well, not just ladies, men too, don't start listening to someone's ex. It's a reason that they're their ex. They obviously uh, weren't happy with the person you're with, and they don't want to see you happy with them either. 
I remember um, I dated this chick that was stalking me, you know, and and it was so bad that to the point I was I came home at two in the morning and I see her car parked. Or I've had female clients that have had men that are beating on windows and beating on doors, and they haven't been dating this idiot in two years. So we have to be very cautious about disclosing and letting people know that, you know what, I'm not trying to scare you, but I had a fool in my life that, like a bad rash, they manifest themselves, uh, you know, with that phone call, I was just thinking about you what you got on, you know, that that phone call that this idiot has not called you in a year. And when, lo and behold, while you're having dinner with someone that really matters to you, who is it on the phone? That idiot, right? Or that crazy woman that you are out, you're having a good time, and all of a sudden your uh, significant other or the person that has your attention goes to the restroom and guess who has to go to potty at the same time as them? You got it, the beast from the east, yes, that person that God removed <laughs> from the light. Here's how you weather that storm. Honesty. The truth will set you free. Not only that, but the only way blackmail really can work is if if you have shame or fear. When you decide that you are not going to allow someone to screw up your life, you're not going to allow someone to wreck you, to go ahead and, and pee in the pool, so to speak. That's when they can't harm you anymore. If anything, when someone pees in the pool, the minute you see the yellow, get out and go swim somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? It is better to eat a sandwich with God than have a steak with the devil. Now, I'm going to give this number out one more time because if you feel like someone is playing you or uh, taking advantage of you or trying to wreck your good relationship, you can call us at 646 478 5610. That's 646-478-5610. We're about to come to the end of the show, but I'm going to spend this last 10 minutes or so talking about how to pimp-proof your relationship. All right? First thing that I want you to buy into is no one can do to you what you do not allow. No one can do to you that which you do not allow. We put up with more needless stuff, having someone show up in our lives that were not invited. You know, just because someone is someone else's best friend does not make them yours. And when you know for a fact that someone is a contaminant to your life, that they are more of a problem than a solution in your life, leave them. Do not try to fix things that will that are beyond repair. I am the first person to tell couples that I work with that we are going to solve this problem. Now, it goes like this sign that my parents had in their house when I was a child. It said simply, all of our visitors bring happiness, <laughs> some by coming and others by leaving. Man, is that so true. Everybody in your life comes for basically one of three purposes. They're there during a season, they're there for a specific reason, or they're there for a purpose or a combination of those three things. When that season is up, when that purpose has been exacted, when all of these reasons 
no longer exists. Let people go. As long as you hang on to people that you decided, and again, you've got to take responsibility for this, people that you decided to drag back into your presence, that God removed from your presence. One thing I know about God, he's a gentleman. He will let your behind have whatever you think you want just to prove to you that you really didn't need it. So when you decided that you were horny, you you picked that phone up and you you got on some clean draws and decided that you were going to get up and put on some aqua velva or some whatever, and and walk out your house to go get with someone that you know damn well the last time you were with them, they didn't do anything but create drama in your life. You played yourself. Nobody played you or ladies just because you needed that gas money. You needed some rent money. You You wanted a new pair of shoes or you wanted to go to that concert. You decided to call this same dumbass that already has proven that he only wants a booty call and that's all. You pimped yourself. You played yourself. Or this other situation where you figured that instead of taking it the hard way, instead of catching the bus, just to go back to that, you decided to get a ride from the devil. So now you ride in a car where you know doggone well you should not be with this person. Sometimes it's okay to be inconvenienced. Sometimes it's even okay to get evicted. Sometimes it's because it's better to get evicted out of an apartment than to get evicted out of your peace of mind. You know, God may have just wanted your butt to move, and that's how he was going to get you to do it. But what we do is we bring these people into our lives that weren't meant to be there in the first place. We get in these relationships that aren't relationships. Someone tells you right off the bat, you know what, I really don't want to be in a committed relationship right now. Hey, ding, ding, light, light, light it up. You should, this, don't let the spoon taste fool you. You should know that they are telling you right then and there, look, no matter what we do, we could have swinging from the chandelier sex. I might buy you uh, something and have it come out of a little blue Tiffany's box or from Neiman Marcus. That doesn't mean that they're that into you. That means that they just had the disposable income to be able to buy you a present. That just means that they may just be a nice lady or a nice guy and decided, you know what, we're at the mall, I'm buying me something, I'm going to buy you something too. Or I, I eat here every day. So, or once a week. So the fact that you happen to be with me when I stop here to eat is not a sign that, you know, I took you out to a restaurant. Hell, I was hungry. You were with me, and I paid for it. We need to quit misinterpreting other people's reasonings. What we end up doing is we start projecting on other people things we want for ourselves. You know, there's this thing that uh, I teach a lot of my clients, and it's called – the the default mode network. And what that is is that's when your brain is just over busy. And, and the default mode network never stops working. As a matter of fact, it, it, it's really cool. You can shut this down anytime you want to, but it's that part of you that's always uh, thinking, okay, what am I going to go eat? 
What am I going to go do? What do I owe? You're thinking about past failures, fears. Everything's going through your mind. And what it does is it creates all this stress and anxiety because seldom are we using the executive functioning part of our brain. And what I mean by that is we're not present. We are not operating in the now. So when we are not operating in the now, we get caught up in the past or we're worried about the future, and we just want to alleviate that loneliness by bringing some idiot into our lives that does not need to be there. And the way that you can handle this is this. First, you can deactivate uh, this uh, default mode network from having its wrecking and damaging effects on you by simply just living life. The next time you feel like that you just can't handle being alone with you, well, hint people, if you don't want to be alone with you, why in the hell would anybody else want to be alone with you? (laughs) But if you can't handle that moment, Here's some ways to shake it. Number one, just close your eyes and think about bigger and greater things. Listen to the sound of the wind. Listen to the train that's going by. Or if you're in a city like New York, listen to the sound of the city. Just sit on a park bench. You better hold on to your damn purse. But, you know, close your eyes, clench your handbag, put your hand on your wallet, man, and listen to the sound of the city. You don't need to do it for 30 minutes. Just do it for a minute. Just, you know, get caught up in the moment. Because if I ask you, how do you feel? And you say, you know what? I really feel wonderful. Is wonderful narrow? No. Now, if I tell you, you know what, how do you feel? And you say, man, I'm having a jacked-up day. I feel like shit. Well, if you say something like that, I can say, well, what's jacked up about your day or what's making you feel like shit? And you can answer me because that's narrow. Pain is always narrow. And when you get around narrow-minded situations, narrow-minded people, and narrow-minded things, you will be in pain, I promise you. But when you willfully... Embrace the greater of good. The greater unknown beats the hell out the lesser known. So instead of settling and giving up your worth, instead of putting up with needless mess off of someone that means you no good, pimp-proof yourself. Live your life and enjoy your right now. Enjoy the moments. Pay attention to everything that's right and quit embracing everything that's wrong. Anyway, that's a wrap. This is Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Tune in. We're on Sunday nights at 7.30 and Wednesdays at noon. So until then, if nobody else loves you, you love you. And I love you. You have a great day. God bless you. And I'll see you on the weekend. Bye now. <laughs>